Welcome back, everyone, to another Monday live stream. I guess I just realized that there's a huge bar at the top of this thing, but I don't know why that's showing up. It doesn't <laughs> normally show up. That's why it doesn't normally show up, because I have to go to present. I'm a dummy. But anyways, welcome, everyone, to another Monday live stream. Uh, you'll notice that Aaron is not here. This is Dave, Dave's Cards 32, from Minnesota, and uh, a great guy, also very intelligent, and so we have him on, you'll remember we had him on late December, uh, me and him, and we talked about the Marvel card market, he was just fresh off of selling his Spider-Man Red PMG <coughs> for a record price at the time, those obviously have gone straight back downwards where they came from. But uh, Dave is back again. So Dave, thanks for joining. Yeah. yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. And I think I was on about a year ago because we had a very similar conversation about cards you're buying going into the uh, the NFL season. So get a, a nice little cadence here. Well, there we go. Uh, Dave is a every six months type of guy. Perfect. <laughs> Love it. Um. Well, for today, and for everyone that might hear me t uh, cough. Aaron's been taking the brunt of the talking lately because I have had a cough I just can't get over since getting COVID at the National. Um, so bear with me. Bear with me uh, if I do end up coughing a little bit. <clears throat> um, today we are covering Football Market Movement, Episode 96. So we've got a number of things that we want to talk about with Dave. He is a big football guy. He's, he likes cards of every sport, honestly. You collect quite literally everything. But... You're a bigger football guy than Aaron and I. So we're going to take this opportunity to talk about football today. Um, if you are in the comments, number one, welcome, Global. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining. And then if you have any comments, please uh, let us hear them, and we will uh, do our best to uh, discuss them. And Dave, if you see any comments that are interesting on the side, feel free to call them out. Um, when I'm in the uh, slideshow show presentation, I cannot see any of the comments. Okay, perfect. Sweet. All right, well, before we get into this, I just wanted to really bring up quick the SGC submission group that Aaron and I at Slab Stocks have going on. So uh, this month, this month only, uh, ending on August 30th, so get these cards in quick. Need them by the 29th. That's seven days away. Uh, you can get... Every five cards you send in to Slab Stocks Grading, you get one free. And you can see that co promo code on the side there, NTL22 for five cards plus one free. NTL222 uh, for 10 cards plus two. And then it's NTL22 and then the number of fr free cards all the way down <coughs> up until 10. If you need more than 10, you can DM Slab Stocks Grading or Slab Stocks and we can get a special promo code put in there for you. Say if you wanted to send in 100 cards, you know. Um, how you do that is you go to slabstocks.com slash grading, <clears throat> you put in your info, you put in your card info, and then at the end, you put in the promo code. So if you're interested in that slabstocks.com slash grading, remember August 30th is the end of the promo. That's our last August submission. And right now, if you put in those promo codes, it comes out to around $20 a card as opposed to 23, about the best SGC grading price you will find anywhere. All right, um, 
And real quick recap of the PWCC weekly auction number 31. So we had our 31st weekly auction live stream last night. And uh, it went well. Aaron and I sold a Dustin May orange auto number to 25. Bowman Chrome orange auto number 25. BJS 95 that we bought for $300 back early June um, in preparation for him returning. And we sold it for $525. Well, it was $630 with buyer's premium. And I think we netted like $546. So it was like $246 for holding on to it for two months. In today's market, I will take that. But we have the uh, three of the top football cards here on the podium uh, Instagram post here. And you've got the Joe Montana PSA 9 auto. Uh, Dave, how do you feel about on-card autos of older cards? Because they seem like they're popping off a little bit. Yeah, they, they do seem to be popular. I've never been a big fan of it just because, um, I don't know, maybe this is the pessimist to me, but... I never know if they're real or not, you know, and obviously, you know, PSA authenticated, so authenticates it. Um, and, and Beckett does as, as well, but it's, it's more of like, unless I was there and, and saw like Joe Montana sign it, eh, I, it probably wouldn't mean as much, but compared to these other two cards, um, that's still the one I would, I would want. <laughs> I agree with you there. I mean, the other two cards, for those of you that aren't watching, is the Trey Lance Optic Downtown Gold out of 10. <coughs> I believe that was a PSA 10. And then the Tua uh, Flawless Nike Patch 1 of 1 um, RPA BGS 9.5. And uh, the price is there, 17400 for the Montana, 16800 for the Lance, and 15600 for the Tua uh, the other two are just gigantic risks. You could be throwing all of that money away pretty easily. Whereas, you know, for a fact, you spend 17400 on Joe Montana. That's likely not going to go down. Maybe it does a little bit um, if we get into a major recession or something. But Joe Montana is an all-time great and will always be an all-time great. I, I think it's amazing that it, it graded a nine because those are, I mean, those are really tough to get good centering on. Um so this must be one of those things where somebody either had it in their collection forever and and had Joe Montana sign it or just kept busting wax until they got a, a good centered one for, for him to sign. Uh, but to, to get that in a nine is not an easy feat, let alone after it's been touched and autographed and, and stuff. Yeah. Tell me about it. Like just autographing, autographing the surface, uh, you could mess up that surface to the mm -hmm. point where you get lower than a nine. Um, but 62% of people agree with Dave and I. Joe Montana, clearly the best buy. 22% um, and uh, for Lance and 16% for Tua. All right. Uh, the trender up, trender down for this week. Um, One-year trender on the Jalen Hurts Cracked Ice Auto PSA 10. Back in October, this card sold for $4,000 uh, into the new year. And he really didn't do that much. Huge helium name here uh, has gone up 211%. Consider me somebody that's not a huge like believer in Jalen Hurts. I'm not 100% sure where all this uh, hoopla is coming from, but it's there. And uh, this card is raised 211% for his cracked dice auto PSA 10 out of 22. And it is a pop one, I believe. And then uh, the dropper of the week, Wander Franco BGS 9, three month trend. Um, May 30th is the last time this 
or uh, <clears throat> not the last time this sold, but the one I went back to because the one that sold before this was like two days prior and I didn't feel like that was a good trend. So $7,500, uh, this last one, 38% drop from the May 30th sale, which is pretty drastic. Obviously, you have this big of a card. I would advise not selling it when he's injured. <laughs> um, so Anthony, Anthony brings up a good point in the comments about uh, about Jalen Hurts uh, and and them going to win the East, the the NL or the NL, uh, the you know the NFC, NFC East. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking that, directly that. at that wander. Um, I do that every single time <laughs> I start talking about football right now because I'm firmly into baseball mode. Yeah, but the NFC East. I mean, you obviously the the Cowboys have have talent, but the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Uh, Mike McCarthy's their coach. <laughs> yep, there you go. the The Giants are brand new coaching staff, and Daniel Jones got his fifth year option decline, so he may be motivated this year. But again, at this point, he's still Daniel Jones, and the the Commanders are the Commanders, and, and they have Carson um, Wentz. Yeah, they're 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 still struggling to find their identity and, and settle into that. No, no pun intended with the new name or anything. <laughs> and that's that's fair, Anthony. All good points and points I appreciate and definitely definitely should maybe be more careful when I say something about a quarterback because those are the exact points I would bring up for a different quarterback if I liked them. Um so I, I get it. And I guess, I guess just what Jalen Hurts has showed me the last couple of years, what I see there and irregardless of team and everything, yeah, I expect him to have a pretty easy cakewalk unless the Cowboys wake up. Uh, I just don't understand how it's risen 211%. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes from, I believe reports have been pretty good in this off season uh, about him from coming out of mini camp and preseason um and it's his second year in 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 the offense um and uh there's they've got some good young young players and it's i think there's just buzz but the nfl is all about or the card market's all about who's gonna make the playoffs because you want that magical super bowl run like the Bengals had last year right and it's just the market telling you hey we think the eagles got a legit shot like i i i would imagine you line this up with maybe the vegas odds for the, the Eagles, and you've seen the Vegas odds for the Eagles get better to make the playoffs and probably correlates to, to the cards. Okay. Well, consider me a uh, <coughs> person that watching this happen and watching Kellen Mond, who we're going to get into, <laughs> and watching, um, you know, the Gardner Minshews and the Mason Rudolphs and everyone else down that line, Daniel Jones and um, – Sam Darnold, when he got traded to the Panthers, watching the football market makes me never want to invest in the football market. It's a complete different animal than most other things. Um, I'd rather have that wander, though. Yeah, I'd rather have the wander, too, <laughs> and pocket the uh, the $5,000. 100%. And was it a smart play to pay 211% more this summer than last summer? or last fall for Jalen Hurts, 79%, no. And then lastly, uh, budget section, because we cover a lot of big cards, but there is obviously cheap cards out there, um, and these are all $125 and below. You could get a Bo Bichette 
Tops Heritage, real one, Otto. Um, Devin Duvernay, who might have a bigger role in the Ravens' offense this year. Gold Disco Mosaic Auto out of 10 for $30. I mean, come on. Patrick Williams, who I personally am excited about. Um, hope to see some growth there with a healthy season out of 149 or 175. I can't remember which. Purple Ice uh, for 100. Um, winner stays Donruss Red Laser. Uh, LeBron James for 103 out of 99. Alex Morgan, um, 2011 sticker, PSA 9 for 96. And uh, Makoko, Topps Chrome Sapphire, uh, SGC 10 for $86. So not really have anything to say there. It's just you can get budget cards and pretty nice cards. I mean, I'd love to bob that Devin DuVernay for 30 bucks and just see what happens. You know? Yeah. All it takes one big week and you're in correct. A good spot. Correct. You get you get a hundred yard week and a touchdown in week one or week two, you can probably sell that thing for a hundred bucks. Yeah. So all right. So we have a number of sections today for you guys. And uh we're gonna get into number one here. And so the first section I usually put a title, I did not hear, is uh <clears throat> we're gonna look at 2021 quarterbacks. Compare it to their um, contemporary from the 2020 draft and then kind of look at their schedule and say, hey, do we see them making the playoffs? Is, are they worth the price when compared to this other player that was in their exact same spot? Yada, yada, yada. Um, to start off, though, we've got three sales from last night's PWCC Premier Auction. And this is pretty crazy. So the Shimmer 5 of 5 PSA 9 uh Prism Auto sold for $7,800. The Camo out of 25 PSA 9 sold for $6,000. And then an impeccable Helmet Patch Auto out of 15 PSA 10 sold for $4,800. Um, the 2021 QB class in this week's PWCC uh, weekly auction was insane. Like, there was multiple Zach Wilson stars and stripes, and we'll get into it. But So we got these Trevor Lawrence sales. What's cool about these or maybe not cool, but kind of cool. PSA 9 sold for 7800 last night. A BGS 9 early August sold for 7000 <clears throat> So $800 extra for the PSA 9 and BGS 9 is cool. This, the one that's really crazy, though, the raw camel on August 20th. You'll notice that this sold August 21st, the, the camo auto PSA 9 on your right. August 20th, raw sold for $3,905. One day later, PSA 9 sells for $2,100 more. Dave, can you make any sense of that? Uh, the only thing I can think of is quality control on 2021 Prism is terrible. Uh, it's it's worse in retail than it is on, on a hobby, but very, very off-center. So I think you maybe you have someone that's being a little savvy and going... I'm assuming assuming any raw card I buy is an eight and nines are going to have premiums on them um, and tens are going to blow everything out of the water. But you you legit may not see a 10 camo because the the quality control is is that rough on on things. That's the only thing I can think of other than jersey number or, or something like like that. I mean, two thousand dollars. For the hope that there's not going to end up being like any PSA tens, 
That's so crazy to me. I think I'd rather have the raw at that point and buy the card, not the grade. Yep. If it if it were me. Um, and Anthony asked a real quick question. I missed this. I might have missed this, but anyone know that what SGC turnaround times are doing right now? I'm hearing lightning fast. Um, our last sub, I believe, got graded within three days. So in graded and shipped back out in three days. Yeah, so I had 31 cards, I think, on that August 15th submission. And, I mean, that's when you guys sent it out. And I think Aaron texted me today and said grades were popping or we're in the process of of uh, getting populated. So super quick. Okay, so August 15th, August. So, I mean, we shipped it out. Probably took three to four days to get there. The weekend, I mean, we're still probably talking three days here. So, uh insanely quick the best way to be able to maximize your money and maximize your if you're if specifically if you're looking to flip sgc is a really good way to go um all right so we covered some cards now let's look at his highest price card ever sold national treasures nfl shield 101 bgs 8 um three thousand or three hundred thirty six thousand dollars on august 20th on golden the other night now, obviously, this is National Treasures. This is cream of the crop. I get it. So when I compare these other cards, <clears throat> keep that in mind that the NT is always gonna is always gonna carry a premium. That being said, I couldn't find this for Joe Bur Burrow leading up to the season last year because I wanted to take Joe Burrow number one pick, Trevor Lawrence number one pick, and then also take leading up to second season as opposed to just taking prices from wherever, whenever. Um, and so keep that in mind. But $336,000, so we are trying to get all of these cards to add up to $336,000. And I'm pretty sure it was like $600 under or something. <laughs> but you could have gotten these five cards uh, between the months of May and October. And remind you, October, Joe Burrow was playing in the NFL in his second season for a combined $336,000 or pretty close. So the first one is the Super Bowl ticket one of one. Um, I'm a little confused as to why Golden labeled it BGS 9.5 uh, or BGS 10 because it's not graded. But at least from the picture, it's not graded. So very confusing there. Maybe a little bit misleading. But $181,000 May 24th. You could have also gotten, and I think these are kind of stupid, but I'm also not rich enough to buy one. So who cares what I think? 2020 flawless um the nfl logo with the with the diamonds in it and then on the other side it gives like the player it's associated with one of one there august 10th 2021 for fifty one thousand. the one of one white sparkle auto psa 9 um of joe burrow so you have the white sparkles that are not numbered and then the autos which are one of ones for forty thousand dollars on october 4th the flawless NFL Shield one of one BGS 9.5 non-auto there, just the shield for 36900 October 25th. And then ending it out, a Joe Burrow gold kaboom um, out of 10 PSA 9 for 25000 You could have gotten all five of those cards, and I kind of want to know what people in the comments think. Leading up to his second season, you could have got all five of these cards, or leading up to his second season, you could have got the one NT uh nfl shield rpa out of one i think it's really easy for people to 
go, I mean, look back and go, oh yeah, I would have taken all the Burrows, right? Because yeah. hindsight's 2020, Burrow made the Super Bowl run. But if you remember, Burrow tore his ACL his rookie year, right? And he missed a chunk and he, I think he came back from it kind of quick. Um, his, his recovery was, was pretty good, but there's still that unknown of how's he going to bounce back. Now he wasn't a mobile quarterback or he's not a mobile quarterback like Lamar Jackson or something like that. So maybe a little bit less concerned as a pocket passer, but um, I, I would imagine that might've kept prices down a little bit last year. Uh, either way, I'd probably rather have a house than any of these cards, but yeah. the, the, the people buying these aren't, aren't worried about if they can afford a house or not. Now, let me let me ask you a question. Let me cha- challenge your question with a question. Trevor Lawrence uh, almost broke a record or did break the record for the amount of interceptions in a year. And, of course, I know they had the whole uh, um, Urban Meyer fiasco there and everything. I get it. Um but like Trevor Lawrence also was not good last year. Now Peyton Manning obviously had a billion <laughs> interceptions. Uh Troy Aikman had a billion interceptions. Um and if you're I stand by this with Wander Franco because people are cutting cutting bait. If you have the talent to be the number one prospect, you have talent. It doesn't just disappear. If you're Trevor Lawrence and you have the talent to be the number one pick and to be like the highest rated quarterback uh prospect coming out of the draft for years and years and years since Andrew Luck you have talent and just because you have one bad year you know it doesn't really mean anything that being said I just I am $336,000 it's it's insane but I mean the price of NT this year was insane as as well um but you make a good point about essentially Trevor Lawrence's history. I mean, the dude's been on the radar since I think his freshman year of high school. I believe he didn't lose a game in high school. He didn't lose a regular season game in, in college. I mean, his first regular season loss since what was it? Eighth grade came in, in his rookie <laughs> year. That's um, and I think that's real fact. Someone fact checked me, but I'm pretty sure that was the buzz going around last year. So I, I think you're, you're right. You probably have people knowing his history knowing how he's how he's viewed the jaguars improved i don't think they got that much better with the talent they added around him um but it also probably can't get any worse than it did last year and you're the you when we talk about trey lance and some other guys you're going to hear all these comparisons and i think the Peyton manning comparison is what subconsciously people are getting stuck with and they don't want to miss out and again the dude that's that's paying 350 grand for this card um probably it'll hurt if he's a bust but um it won't hurt as bad as if you or i shelled out that kind of money for for this well for starters i would be selling parts <laughs> of my body to get to three hundred fifty thousand dollars. um <clears throat> and if i did have three hundred fifty thousand dollars to spend i would be a dead man because my wife would murder me within an instant if i spent that on a piece of cardboard yeah same with you i can guarantee yeah. it yeah, I got a seven month old. Uh, I I can't have a car that's worth that much. <laughs> uh, so let's look uh, one last one last thing, and also just an insane amount of it. Just the I get it, but 
his market was a little bit low because of the injury and everything, but this was 2021, you know, mm-hmm. this 2022 is the year of prices dropping. This is 2021 when prices were supposed to be at an all time high and you could still get all of these cards for the price of the one Trevor Lawrence that sold in 2022. That's also part of the, the equation in my mind. That's like crazy. Yep. And it's, Folks just don't want to miss out on the next Mike Trout, Tom Brady, whatever. And when you got that kind of money to throw around, you you take calculated risks. And then if you miss, you get a tax write-off on your um, asset dropping in in value, you know, your cost basis. Um, So there's guys that with that kind of money are playing on different levels than you or I are, right, With, with some of that. So that's, I'm sure there's a lot of, Hey, either he booms and I sell this for a million bucks and make a nice profit and pay taxes on that. Or um, I sell it for a hundred grand in a year because he doesn't pan, he doesn't, you know, take that next step. And then I get a $200,000, you know, um, loss on my collectible that uh, I can use that to offset other taxes. True. Also, how good, but I'm sure that's (laughs) what's going on. Yeah. How good do you think the person that sold or bought this Joe Burrow uh, Super Bowl ticket 101 for 181,000 is feeling right now? It's got I'd be surprised if he actually still owned it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, one last thing here. Let's look at schedule. So I pulled up Joe Burrow's schedule from last year, and I pulled up Trevor Lawrence's schedule from this year. Now, Burrow obviously. They had some really close losses, lost by three to Chicago, lost by three to Green Bay, lost by three to New York, lost by three to San Francisco, and then the Cleveland one, Burrow didn't play. Could have easily been, you know, could have been 11-6 and six, um, if he had played in Cleveland and could have easily ha- added on an extra four wins. You know, they went to the Super Bowl, and there's a reason for that. They're a really good 10-17, and 17, like a really insanely good 10-17 and 17. And uh, looking at Trevor Lawrence's schedule, um, you saw what Joe Burrow cards did in the last year, and a lot of that has to do with going to the Super Bowl. Looking at Trevor Lawrence's schedule, Washington, I could see him beating Houston, New York, Detroit. And I don't even want to give him Detroit because Detroit was like the best 3-14 and 14 team I've ever seen in my entire life. Like They <laughs> lost a ton of one, two, three-point games. And uh, to the point where they're scrapping, I think they could be better. So I'm not going to give them Detroit, but New York and Houston. That's five games that are like maybe wins and maybe even Washington might not be. So four to five wins there. Everything else, Indianapolis is going to be tough. Los Angeles is going to be tough. Philly is going to be tough. Denver, uh, that four-game stretch in the middle there where it's Denver, the Raiders, Kansas City, and Baltimore, going to be really tough. Two games at the end of the year, Tennessee in December and January, having to stop uh, um, Derrick Henry. That's going to be tough as can be. And then Dallas. Like, how many wins do we think the the Jaguars are going to get this year based off of that schedule? I, I think I think last I saw, Vegas had their over-under at, at six wins. Um, but uh, also... This I could be I could be completely wrong on this, but I thought at the end of last season, wasn't there some big crazy stat that like Indy hadn't won in Jacksonville for like five, six, seven years or something like that? Didn't didn't like last last week of the season, Indy kind of imploded down in Jacksonville, yeah. lost the division or something. 
But um, they have they have Matt Ryan now. That's true. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and I would definitely take Matt Ryan over Carson Wentz. But yeah, I I I mean, you have surprises every year. You always have teams that go from worst to first. I don't think anybody's expecting the Jaguars. You, you to just have teams. to look to your left at the Bengals. <laughs> yes, exactly. So are they going to be a surprise team? Um, maybe. Who knows? Who knows what actually happens when you have a professional coaching staff in there and yeah. uh, an upgraded roster, what what that can do. Uh, a, a healthy Travis Etienne. I mean, if that dude becomes like the next Kamara, you just hand it off and dump <laughs> it to him. Um, yeah, you could be a 500 team, but I don't think anyone's expecting it. Um, Aaron's dropping a bunch of stuff in the comments as, as well. I think he says, Hey. Oh, so Aaron's saying, Dave, you may plan on talking about this, but what do you think is the best plan for selling football coming back from grading, sell some to cover fees, hold the rest capitalize on preseason hype on all of it. I know a lot of our submitters had football in there that might help them. Um, so here's the thing. If you're selling now, you might be too late. Right. As we talk about these hype cycles and, and stuff that that come, um, everybody is buying football in the offseason to sell in August. So if you have something that's very common, then you potentially are selling at the same time someone else is trying to sell their 20 other base prisms. Right. So unless you're finding an auction that maybe ends at a different time, like a Tuesday night instead of a Sunday night when everybody has their auctions end, um, there's there's some some things that you can play around with with there. But it kind of depends on who it is, and if it's someone that you you believe in or a team that you believe in. Obviously, if, it, if it's for your collection, then then hold on to it. But if you're looking to, to flip some some raw to grade, um, spend some time, do some digging on strike the schedule. We see this every year where some team starts out hot 4-0, 5-0, and prices skyrocket for that quarterback. I think Russell Wilson's been an example of that the last three, four years where he has a really good first quarter of the season or so prices go crazy. And then the Seahawks, at least in the past kind of dropped off a bit and his prices cooled off. So um, there's different avenues that, that you can go. Um, it's just going to take some time and research and also figuring out how patient you want to be. And if uh, you believe somebody is a, a Super Bowl contender or, or not. There we go. Hope that helps Aaron. Hope that helps. And everyone else who is uh potentially looking to uh, sell their football cards. <coughs> All right, Dave. I've gone very slow. We've barely made it anywhere in, so I'm going to speed up drastically. Perfect. All right, Zach Wilson. Three Zach Wilson cards, all NTRPAs. The BGS 9 sold for 57.60. Of the Stars and Stripes out of 25, the PSA 7 sold for 44.40. Of the Stars and Stripes and the purple, new purple... Uh, out of 49 BGS 9, 4,800. I want to ask you one really quick question. Do you think it's absurd that BGS 9, 9 only sold for 1,300 more than a PSA 7? Um, no, because I think it's absurd that you had two red, white, and blues in the same auction from the standpoint of you've split your, your buyers, right? I bet if those ran in different weeks, you'd probably see both of them go a little bit higher. And that's not a knock on, on PWCC or, or anything like that. You know, each auction house does their own thing. But when, when we talk about that that buying and hype sell-off in, in August, that's where you kind of have to be strategic and, and plan around. Otherwise, you could run into a scenario like this where it fits what PWCC says. They say they won't have the exact same card. The grades are different, different grading companies. But um, unfortunately, it, it kind of 
probably hurt both of them from that. And if, and a friendly reminder is that somebody could have flash auctioned one of these. Oh, definitely. Yep. Nothing, nothing PWCC can do <laughs> from that standpoint. Um, but three massive sales here. And uh, so we got the highest card sale of Zach Wilson, which is the Stars and Stripes NFL Shield 101. Um, to be honest, I did not know they made a Stars and Stripes NFL Shield. So are there two different NFL Shield 101 NTRPAs every year? One Stars and Stripes, one regular? I don't know if there has been in years past, but there there is now. Um, isn't there? I, I thought I saw the other week there's something like 1,200 different Trevor Lawrence 101s in, in oh, 2021 product. That, so it wouldn't surprise somebody, me if Zach Wilson has that, so. just the same uh, amount. Yeah, Insane and uh, really kind of waters down what a 101 is. But 66000 on August 20th, 2022 for this. Here's cards of Tua, the second drafted quarterback in 2020 that you could have gotten for 66000 going into last season. Gold Kaboom out of 10, PSA 10. The uh, non, non-true RPA, but NFL Shield 101 Auto um, BGS 9 from National Treasures. A flawless Dan Marino Tua Dual Auto 101, which is pretty cool, I think. Dan Marino Auto on card with Tua. Pretty sweet. Cracked Ice Auto out of 22, PSA 10 for 8,900. Another subset, an NT uh, NFL gear, Nike patch, rookie, probably a laundry tag in there, 101 PSA 9. And then just your run-of-the-mill NTRPA at a 99. You combine all those, and I think it was $176 more than $66,000. So you could have gotten those six last year at this time, Tua going into a second season, or this one, also kind of a subset, NTRPA 101 of Zach Wilson. Like, say what you will about Trevor Lawrence um, and the Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow being injured, Trevor Lawrence being on a bad team last year. This is more absurd to me because, like, what has Zach Wilson done better than what Tua did in his first year to prove anything to make it wor- this worth this much compared to all of these Tua's. Um, so mom jokes aside, um, I think it's it really comes down to the fact that it's 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 a one-on-one, right? And yeah. one-on-one in a premium product from first off the line, which you could, depending on how much you bid, you, you got a box or, or you didn't. Um, you know, Tua's rookie season was very lackluster. Uh, I think he got benched once or, or twice, got injured as as well. Um, so it's, again, it's probably one of those things where shiny new toy. Now, now a lot person. of a lot of his benching came with because of Brian Flores not liking him. True. You know, yep. more so than maybe talent. But yep. But it's it's still he got benched. He, his teammates didn't come forward and go, no, this is our quarterback. Like he's still a good leader, whatever it may, may be. And, you know, maybe he turns around this year. He's, he's got a, a new system, new coach, um, obviously upgraded weapons uh, around him. And, um, but <coughs> just, just given the card market in general and what big markets do, I think I'd still rather have the, the Zach Wilson. Wow. Now I'm a Tua guy through and through. So I'm taking these Tua's. Uh, Are you because... left-handed? Is that why? No, okay. no, just people hated on Tua, and I like the underdog. 
um, which is why I'm coming to the defense of Kirk Cousins later in this slideshow. <laughs> <coughs> Big underdog guy. And so uh, I'm, a, I'm a Tua guy. So here we are pitting me against that's, Dave. That's the joy about sports cards, too, is, you know, you can do your own thing. You can find the guys that, that you want. And some some people sometimes you're gonna be right. Sometimes you're gonna be wrong. And um, the the nice thing about going the direction of Tua in that example is you now have what was that six, seven different avenues to sell off and mm -hmm. either pull some money back or, um, you know, if he if he does real well sell off half of them and then the rest is essentially house money. Whereas if you go my route with a Zach Wilson of, of things, um, it's boom or bust and it very well could be, could be bust. I agree. All right. So looking at scheduled here, this is what Tua did last year, nine and eight. Um, and this is what the, and this is the schedule for Zach Wilson. Now, a couple things here for Tua. Um, number one, the first four losses were on Jacoby Brissett, not Tua. So there was that three-point loss in overtime there against uh, the Raiders. But those first four losses were on Jacoby Brissett. Tua did not play. And then the next three losses, you'll notice two of them were by three, po three points and two points. Um, I, I, I know they're not good teams, Jacksonville, Atlanta, but it's like, they're two pretty easy things away from being 11 and four with two as their starting quarterback, mm -hmm. you know, instead of, instead of nine and six and still nine and six is pretty good. I bet if Tua plays in a couple of those games, maybe it's a little bit different against the Raiders or against Indianapolis. Um, and so that's what Tua did. Zach Wilson, you look at his schedule, probably not beating Baltimore, probably not beating Cincinnati. Probably not beating Green Bay or Denver or New England or Buffalo or New England or Minnesota or Buffalo. <laughs> um, I mean, anything can happen. We know that. The NFL proves that every year. Just looking at it on paper, it's like uh, the, Cleveland? the AFC is rough. I mean, you, you've heard everybody talk about it for the last handful of weeks, AFC quarterbacks and, and how rough things are. And you just go into that division, right? You've got Zach Wilson, Tua, Mac Jones. Oh, and by the way, Josh Allen, who's probably that could, that could be easy six right losses. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so it's it's one of those things where yeah, there's there you you have to win your your non divisional games or your yeah your non divisional games, and maybe get lucky. Maybe you hope Josh Allen tweaks of the ankle or something when, the, when you play him and he can't run around. Um, there, there is a, a, a fair amount of luck when it comes to the NFL schedule and, and how things kind of shake out for, for teams. I mean, two of their non-divisional games back-to-back -back weeks are against Green Bay and Denver. No, thank you. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. And that's still the first half of the season for Russell Wilson. So I'm sure Denver will still be playing well by then. And you can tell how much the NFL thinks uh, the Jets are going to do by the fact that they've got noon, 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 <laughs> noon, 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 noon. I mean, they don't expect them to be good. They've got three games outside of noon. And their one primetime game is against Jacksonville at the end of the season. Who nobody's going to tune into that. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
All right, moving on real quick. Trey Lance, three big sales yesterday. The uh, Optic Downtown Gold, of course, is insane. The uh, Blue Ice um, PSA 10. Now that we know how terrible it is to grade those, that's a good deal. <clears throat> and then just a subset NTRPA, 3120. Um, this is a, a fun one because this is his highest price card, $132,000 for his flawless, uh, true NFL Shield rookie patch auto out of one. August 18th, 2022 on the PWCC Premier Auction. Well, I took Justin Herbert and his flawless uh, shield RPA PSA 8 sold for 229000 So, like, here is the – after the first two, here's the first quarterback where it's like, actually, that doesn't work because Justin Herbert was so hot that people are spending way more money on him than they are spending on Trey Lance going into this season. Um, as for – Calendar, you can see it there. Justin Herbert, hot name. Worst record of the three quarterbacks we've talked about. Um, of course, there's a lot of close losses there. 23-20, uh, 31-31. It's only a touchdown. 30-27, 31-30, 31-26. 29-21 is still only a touchdown and an extra point or and a two-point conversion. I mean, <clears throat> there is a lot of one-score losses in there where uh, – they have a new coach, new system, could be a lot better. You go <coughs> to Trey Lance's schedule, and all of a sudden, this is where it gets rosy. I expect the 49ers to beat Chicago. I expect them to beat Seattle. I expect them to beat Carolina and Atlanta. I expect them to beat um, Seattle again, and I ex probably expect them to beat the uh, Commanders. So that's like six wins automatically. And then you just go through and say, all right, who else are they going to beat? They probably beat the Angels at, or the Rams at home and lose to the Rams on the road. Um, they might do the same with Denver. All of a sudden, you're at eight wins, and you only need to find a couple more. Seems like Trey Lance and the 49ers have the easiest path of all the rookie quarterbacks, and we didn't bring up Mac Jones or Justin Fields today, to, to win um, the most games of any of the 2021 quarterbacks to make the playoffs of any of the 2021 quarterbacks and to do damage in the playoffs. Uh, he's, he's also on the best team roster wise out of any of those guys. Right. I mean, the 49ers are what few years away from few, few years removed from a, a nice Super Bowl run there against the, the chiefs and have a lot of that same talent. They've, they've got a really good offensive system. Um, but what people need to temper their expectations on is, and you see this all the time in sports, is the Trey Lance to Patrick Mahomes comparison in oh. terms of I sat, he sat for his first year, he's got a rocket arm, he's gonna, he's the next Mahomes. You see it every single sport where any two guys are semi similar at all, and mm -hmm. it it turns into he's the next so and so. And Trey Lance has way worse mechanics. His he's got a. He, he doesn't have a Tebow windup, but he's he's got a, a little bit of a longer uh, path to the ball. And uh, he's also didn't play D1 football. I mean, one one AA or whatever it's called now. But um, Mahomes played against some legit talent and in, in teams in, in college. And um, But he has Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle Shanahan has made the playoffs multiple years in a row and the Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep, he he does. I'm I'm just saying that got to temper some expectations because the price points 
are baked in at he's the next Mahomes. Yeah, people, that's fair. People are paying that money because they don't want to miss the next Mahomes. And it's just that sitting out your rookie season thing that's sticking in mind. And even the next Mahomes thing, like I get it, but look what Mahomes prices have done. You know, mm-hmm. he hasn't gone back to the Super Bowl. Prices have tanked. Yep. It's, I mean, the sports card world is what have you done for me lately? Unless it's a card that's 60 years old and then it's uh, what did you, what, what have you kind of done in terms of moving up or other relevant events? Yeah. So it, it's, it's wild. Um, let's, let's uh, go quick. <coughs> Contract your players. <coughs> so that's bulk of our, <coughs> oh, sorry. bulk of our conversation we'll go th- quick through here contract your players um players that you should know that dave thinks will be playing harder for a contract because that's generally how it happens right dave uh player needs a contract and they give it their all yep i mean when when you have guys playing at this level um and how competitive the majority of, of players are um if someone feels disrespected they got a chip on their shoulder or whatever like they're gonna be out to to prove folks wrong and um you've it's been a classic go-to for fantasy football players who's somebody going into a contract year um and generally you target those guys for your sleepers or or some other maybe like breakout kind of guys and for the most part you you tend to have more wins than losses on those okay i like that i like that approach if i play fantasy football this year i am going to uh try that out um so let's go through these quick We'll just show a graph. We'll show a player. It's five players. And then, Dave, you say, I would take a chance on this guy or not. Good with that? Perfect. All right. Lamar Jackson. Um, Last six months, his select field level silver PSA 10 has dropped 7% um, from $750 down to $698. In the last month, though, it has raised um, a pretty good chunk. Uh, We'll give it that. But in the last... Six months, it has dropped 7%. Dave, would you be buying into Lamar Jackson right now? Yes, but not long-term because I don't like mobile quarterbacks. Okay. I, uh, I'm i going to say yes. Also, I agree with the mobile quarterback thing, but also Lamar was one of those uh, underdog type of guys that I love to cheer for. So, um, I mean, especially this year when he got disrespected and wasn't even put in the top 10 quarterbacks of uh, – what was that list? Was it an NFL list? Was it a CBS list? Was it an ESPN list? I don't remember, but he wasn't a top 10 quarterback, former MVP, mm-hmm. not a top 10 QB. <clears throat> Get yep. out of here. Um, so I am also always and forever on the Lamar Jackson train. Number two, <laughs> Drew Locke, 2019 Optic Hollow PSA 10 uh, has raised Eighty-one percent in the last six months, from forty-four dollars to eighty dollars. One real quick point on this thing is that you'll notice. Can you see my mouse if I hover it over this? Yes. Okay. Uh, this here, eight eighteen. Buy it now. This one, auction. Buy it now. Auction. Auction. Buy it now. Pretty sure this one was an auction on three twenty-three. So like five eight. Buy it now. Probably the next auction. Somebody's like, oh, it sold for this much just a little bit ago. I got a good deal. And then the next auction tanked, and then somebody couldn't wait and had to buy it now. And then auction tanked, and then somebody couldn't wait and buy it now. So, like, 
take this chart with a real grain of salt in that some of these are just people being too impatient to wait for an auction and making a very poor financial decision. <clears throat> that being said, Dave, Drew Locke, contract year with the Seahawks, yes or no? Uh, no, because I'm a firm believer in that when your initial team gives up on you, it's really tough to be successful. Like think, try to think other than someone like Brett Favre who got traded after his rookie year from the Falcons to the, the, the Packers. When a quarterback switches teams in his first few years, how many have become like league leading all-time greats, pro bowlers, whatever. It's really tough to come up with a long. I list. mean, off the top of my head, the only ones I can think of Brett Favre, like you said, Drew Brees and Steve Young. You're right. Out of That's hundreds it. of quarterbacks that have been traded or switched teams at in within their first handful of years, right? Like, yeah. So when it comes to lock, maybe you take a flyer on him. Hope the Seahawks start off hot. He throws four touchdowns, but um, definitely wouldn't want him long term. Um, and maybe he'll get out of a dink and dunk mindset like he had in in Denver of always dumping off to the running back or throwing to the tight end. And having a dink or dunk mindset in denver in that thin air when you can chuck the ball country mile and he had great wide receivers Cortland sutton jerry judy noah fant it's like come on admittedly in 20 2019 draft like he was my guy i bought a ton i bought a gold prism and and stuff like that because the dude i watched preseason game he had a rocket arm a cannon and i ended up selling the last of my lock stuff i think in january or february of of this year i was like nope i'm i'm good (laughs) Didn't even want to take a chance with him and DK Metcalf, huh? Nope. Didn't. I I had other stuff I was moving it into. I had some Mbappes I was buying. All right. Uh, Daniel Jones is growing 4% in the last year on his or six months on his Prism Silver. Don't need to discuss the prices at all. Um, are you in on Daniel Jones or no? <coughs> uh, no. The Giants aren't in on him. They declined his fifth year. But again, somebody that has motivation, maybe chip in the shoulder. And the division's not that that great right like we talked about it kind of has some up and downs I and mean, we talked about with, with jalen hurts hurts could easily not pan out and if giants go right off three four you make a nice little run but I'd, I'd be out on jones yeah me too um i mean i people were flabbergasted when they drafted him and uh four years later people are still flabbergasted And then Baker Mayfield obviously just got traded to the Panthers. His 2018 Kaboom PSA 10 has grown 6% in the last six months from 1,200 to 1,275. Um, In the last month, though, it has (coughs) raised significantly more than that. (coughs) Are you in on a uh, fifth-year Baker Mayfield new team with weapons, or um, do you think what we've seen from him the last couple years is what he is? I know he is injured and everything, but. I would I would love to say left yes because I like Baker Mayfield I I like his story being a a walk on twice in in college and you know being a, a six foot dude maybe being the number one pick and kind of always coming back from that that adversity um, and and being an underdog but again if I'm using my rule of thumb of name the quarterbacks that move teams in their first handful of years and were successful long term I I I got to be out but the um, the, the NFC South, there's potential there. I mean, you still got to get past Tom Brady and, and the Bucks, but, um, the rest of the teams in that division aren't, aren't looking great. Uh, Jameis would like to have a word with you. <laughs> oh, 
Well, let's uh, let's see how his knee's holding up after shredding it last year, and he can he can have all the words he wants. That's fair. <coughs> all right. Um, last two Saquon Barkley. This is insane to me. Five hundred nineteen dollars for his optic downtown PSA ten. It's a pop one hundred and twelve, I believe one hundred and thirteen. I want to know what you what you think, but I know what I think. This is this is where it's tough because I think Saquon Barkley is going to bounce back. Now that's not me saying someone go buy this card for five hundred dollars. I would draft him in fantasy as my number two running back, and you know, go win my fantasy league with him potentially. But he's a you know now a year removed from his ACL. Guys always struggle unless your name is Adrian Peterson coming back from a torn ACL as a running back. You tend to have hamstring issues, Achilles issues, things like that. So he's should be fully healthy. Um, he's gotten a lot of feedback from the coaching staff this year on like one cut and go. Don't like dance around and, and stuff. So I think he's a bounce back here, but 500, 500 bucks when gas is still $4 a gallon or, or whatever. Um, I, I probably wouldn't buy that one. Yeah. And that's my biggest problem. You're like, obviously Saquon was amazing at Penn state. He still has the talent. Um, you bring up a good point. A year removed from injury, usually, guys, you know, you get away from it and you get healthy, which could be terrifying for the league if Joe Burrow is a, now a more, one more year removed from injury. Um, <clears throat> that being said, that is a lot of money to bet on the bounce back of a running back. Yeah. We're not talking just, a quarterback here. Yeah. Can you just pull up Gabriel's comment real quick? He said uh, that Saquon is absolutely terrible looking. Oh, I had it absolutely, but he's he's right. <laughs> that big giant cartoon dude in the back, it's kind of an ugly card. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's going on there. <laughs> Very strange, but uh, more power to whoever designed it, I guess. Panini, they do whatever <laughs> they want. Um, and then lastly, we're not going to waste any time on this. Josh Jacobs, he's in a contract year. Uh, real quick, one word, yes or no? Uh, I, I, if I could buy him cheap. Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously Devonte Adams, there, big expectations. Uh, Hunter Renfro is really good. Darren Waller's good. <clears throat> and Derek Carr now has something to prove, uh, as the, uh, the news came out that Tom Brady's comments of wanting to go to the, the Raiders the other, uh, and, uh, it, it kind of came out with that John, John Gruden nixed the deal. And Derek Carr is supposed to be the, that guy that Brady said they're keeping that bleep bleep over taking me. Um, I think Dave, Derek Carr is going to be a little motivated this year. I like it. Whatever it takes. <laughs> um, and he's got his best friend. So don't underestimate the power of being able to throw to your best friend every weekend. Right. Um, and real quick, extension candidates. <clears throat> uh <coughs> Uh, along the Patrick Mahomes lines, you you sign Pat Mahomes to a huge contract. All of a sudden, you're not comfortable keeping Tyreek Hill. You're not comfortable keeping other guys, Eric Fisher, guys like that. And so you let them go. Um, hard to keep talent around a guy making a massive deal. Now, things that need to be said is that when Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert um, sign their big deals, it doesn't start right away. It will start in a few years, or their caps will be super low the first couple of years. So it's not like that drastic. But if your guy signs a huge extension this year, 
you know, you can expect the Bengals in three years to have way worse t- uh, talent around him. And then he's going to have to take a huge step up. He's going to have to be Aaron Rodgers level to be able to lead your team to the playoffs every single year. So yep. if you're picking up cards like this, either via purchase or, or trade, you got to have a plan for it. And you got to know, I mean, take some time, dig into it and go, okay, he's after his third year, he just signed his, his extension now that he's eligible to, to sign one. What is that first year where that that cap count is like 50 million or or whatever it is and go, do I want to hold it past that point or or not? So like you got to have a plan for for every card and some may be a few years out. Some may be a few months out. Yeah. And with with the contract Aaron Rodgers is signed at 50 million dollars a year, you better bet Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are looking at that and saying, that's what we want. Yep. And it's going to be five years, $250 million, something like that. Fully guaranteed. Um, if not, if not more, because TV contracts keep going up in revenue and salad cap keeps growing. So it's, it's insane. Uh, there's, there's, there's been a lot of debate of, should you just have a set percentage of a cap that goes to quarterbacks um, like league mandate kind of thing. Um, and that would be, that's, that's a whole nother topic, but that'd be an interesting philosophical conversation to have sometime yes it would that would that would be interesting but what do you do if so aaron Rodgers gets you're a team real quick you're a team with a decent quarterback not great um <coughs> Derek carr you have Derek carr pretty good not great you want to keep him he wants the full portion of the quarterback cap but Aaron Rodgers gets the full portion of the quarterback cap. It's the same thing that happens in the NBA when guys get super max that aren't really worth, or, you know, they get the max deal that and not really worth the max deal, but the team needs to keep them around. Um, that could create interesting dilemmas uh, mm-hmm. inside organizations. It could also create some very interesting movement around the league. Like if you think back to what was that movie with Adam Sandler, Mr. Deeds, where he inherits like the, um, the football team and the quarterback comes in and he's like, I want an extension and whatnot. And he's like, no, you're not a good dude. Like, you know, that's not how we act. You're we're cutting you. And then he ends up like coming back at the end of the movie. He's like, Oh, nobody would sign me. You know, give me money. Um, Like you could have stuff like that happen. Like you let the market play up. again. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Sure. We are getting, we are getting off topic. So uh Joe Burrow contenders PSA 10 um, has dropped 16% in the last six months to $5,000. If you're buying it, like Dave said, have a plan. Same with Justin Herbert, dropped 21% in the last six months from 7,500 to 5,950. If you're buying it, contract coming up, have a plan. And then <clears throat> um, Justin Jefferson. And this one's interesting to me because you just watched the, you just watched as the Packers got rid of Devonte Adams, even though they were going to resign him, but they got rid of him, not paying a huge cap hit for a wide receiver and a quarterback Kansas City Chiefs doing the same thing Tyreek and Patrick and uh you've got the Vikings if they can continue to pay Kirk Cousins well newsflash for Viking fans out there and everyone else Justin Jefferson is going to be the highest paid uh, wide receiver in NFL history the moment he needs an extension without a doubt um he is going to get the biggest contract a wide receiver will ever get and then the year after him, Jamar Chase will get the next, the biggest contract a wide receiver has ever gotten. And uh, <clears throat> I suppose it's probably more of a concern for the um, 
Bengals than the Vikings because the Vikings don't really have that quarterback where they could cast off Kirk Cousins, get a cheap quarterback, and pay Justin Jefferson. The Bengals are going to have to pay both those guys. And they don't really have an option. Yeah. He's so young, you have to pay him. Like, you cannot pay Devontae Adams because he's going to be in his 30s. You have to pay Jamar Chase. You have to pay Justin Jefferson. But Justin Jefferson's probably going to get, like, $23 million a year as a wide receiver. Yep. And he, as a Vikings fan, he deserves every penny. He's our best player. Um, and uh, you're right. They are in a situation, though, where if they can draft or find a quarterback that's not Kirk Cousins that's taken up, I think Kirk Cousins, if they were to let go of him next year, his dead cap space would be like $48 million or something. Um, then there's there's room for growth there because – if you could take a quarterback in the first round, you don't have to pay him big bucks for five years, and that's five more years of Jefferson not hurting the the team's cap situation. There you go. I uh, I'm definitely it's a good problem to have having to pay the best player in the NFL at the position is money, but it also is brutal when it used to be not as big of a pill to swallow signing up and you can thank the Jaguars and Christian Kirk for this one. <laughs> All right. And we're going to end it right here. Cause we're out of time, but I want Dave, I want you to give me just real quick. You see this post Aaron put up Mon mania <coughs> NTRPA five of five with the sweet Vikings word there um, right above the number. Four thousand dollars, and then a gold auto for thirty-three fifty on August fourteenth. I want to run through a couple more slides, and then you give me just your Vikings take. The other day, he went ten for twenty for eighty-two yards and two interceptions. The day before that, he went like thirteen for seventeen, or game before that, thirteen for seventeen with two touchdowns. People freaked out. Said Kellen Mond's the future. Kirk Cousins is trash. The next game, he plays a actual good defense. Um, and he goes 10 for 20 for 82 yards and two, two interceptions. So let's pump the brakes on the Kellen Mond is the future thing. And then also the Kirk Cousins is trash thing. Here are his career stats. He's 33, 29 and one with Minnesota, which obviously <coughs> is, eh, you know, league average QB, whatever. But here's his last year's stats. Um, top 10 passer rating. He was tied for fourth with Russell Wilson with a 103.1 passer rating. He was ninth in passing yards per game. He was ninth in passing touchdowns. He was second in passing interception percentage. And unlike the other guys, Aaron Rodgers obviously above him, and Aaron Rodgers number one on the list in both, but unlike <coughs> some of the other guys below him, Carson Wentz, Teddy Bridgewater, Jared Goff, guys that aren't actually Ben Roethlisberger and Daniel Jones, like they didn't throw a lot of picks, but they weren't very good at football because they weren't on the passing touchdown percentage list either or the passer rating or anything like that, you get the passing touchdown percentage, and Kirk Cousins was seventh. And so it's like not throwing interceptions, throwing touchdowns, top 10 in yards, top four in passer rating. Um, and yet somehow people say Kirk Cousins is trash. Get rid of Kirk Cousins. Go to Kellen Mond after one preseason game. And then all those people that spent all that money and all that time harassing Kirk Cousins and calling him trash, watch Kellen Mond throw two interceptions and go 50% completion percentage in a preseason game. I hope they all feel like idiots. There was a lot there, but uh, in I appreciate someone standing up for Kirk Cousins because it, it does not happen. 
especially since half the time people call him Kurt and not Kirk. Um, <laughs> so they don't even take the time to, to know what his, what his name is. Um, I will say that the biggest knock with Cousins, and you'll hear it from Minnesota fans as well, like myself, is he doesn't show up in the big games and he struggles against good teams. I think, I think about a year ago, I looked at his 2020 season and just for fun broke down how do you do against teams with a with a uh, with a winning percentage? And I mean, it, it was pretty statistical in terms of as the teams got better, his performance got worse, kind of thing. Now, could be a lot of other factors: defense, you're playing ahead or behind, whatever it may may be. Uh, but that's the biggest knock: is people want to see him make the playoffs and win a playoff game and beat the Packers in Lambeau type of type of thing. Well, that will never happen. Yeah, probably probably not. Although. I'm, I'm- if Rodgers is going to catch anything this year, like he seems to be frustrated with, uh, maybe it will happen. The grass is always greener on the other side. And the fact that people are willing to spend huge money on a backup quarterback when their starting quarterback is definitely at least an average QB is insanity to me. And, and this is where it takes – it's good to spend five minutes before you buy something and do research – because like I said, I'm pretty sure Kirk Cousins, he's, he signed an extension in March. Uh, his if they the Vikings cut him after the season, I'm pretty sure he's got like 48 million of, of dead cap space. Which I don't care never that Bond do. is only a million dollars of of cap space. Um, if you cut Kirk after the the season and, and Mons the starter, you you're not going to take on 48 million of, of dead cap. Like especially since the Vikings are in a tough cap situation anyways and and need to keep guys now. I will say you showed the Nick Mullins trade. Everybody has been been talking to Instagram about the Kellen Mond, pump and dump, whatever it may be. I don't think they brought Mullins in to replace Mond. I think they brought Mullins in to replace Sean Mannion because Sean Mannion, I think, probably has it up here in the quarterback room. But if you look at his regular season stats, when he's had to fill in, I think he filled in at Green Bay. Uh, what was it last year? Um, the dude is not he needs to retire and go coach um so i think they brought mullins in to be the number two and Mannion won't be on the team and mond um they'll either maybe try to slide onto the practice squad or keep three quarterbacks and he'll be your developmental guy and compete with whoever is after kirk cousins yeah so likely likelihood is that uh, there's a couple people out there that just spent three thousand plus dollars on a third string, maybe practice, practice squad QB. But maybe their maybe their plan is I'm gonna hold them because I watched them in in college and saw some some shining last year. But the, the preseason well, stuff, everybody well plays then, more well then, If that's their plan, then they just fell prey to buying at a very poor time because you could have bought this same card in two months when he's not playing. For significantly cheaper, you probably could have bought it six months ago for significantly cheaper as yeah. as well. But so, yeah, it's it's definitely not warranted. Yeah. So the Kellen Mond stuff, insane. But if there's one thing people like in NFL collecting outside of starting QBs, it's backup QBs that they can dream on. Yep. Because if a dude gets hurt, time. you can sell it instantly. All right, Dave. Well, we have gone seven minutes over, so we should cut this off here. Uh, that is our YouTube Live. Um, Dave, thank you for joining this Monday. Thank you for spending uh, about 11 extra minutes than you uh, signed up for here. Appreciate that. Um, 
And uh, any last words before you go? Uh, no, just uh, thanks. Thanks for having me. And um, I hope Aaron doesn't get eaten by a bear up north. Yeah, that well, that would be uh, that'd be quite the story anyways. <laughs> uh, <coughs> and to everyone else, thank you for joining our YouTube live this Monday. We will be back on Sunday for the PWCC FIPCast and then next Monday for the next YouTube live. Thank you, everyone, for joining. And we will talk to you guys again next time.